This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey guys, welcome to this week's podcast episode. I'm really excited about today's guest, Casper. He's an AI automation expert and he's got a fantastic story. He quit his nine to five software engineer making over 100K a year and he because he wanted to build his own business and make an impact. So many entrepreneurs I talk to have this story. Um, it's going to be fantastic. I love talking tech, entrepreneur, AI, automation, software. Um, so Casper, welcome. Thank you, Christopher, for having me. Uh, I appreciate the, the opportunity to, to speak with you. Yeah. So kind of uh, introduce yourself, um, your name, your background, um, how you got started, and we'll delve right into the conversation. Sure. So my name is Kasper Tokarczyk. I'm from Poland. Uh, I have six years of software engineering experience. Uh, I used to work in corporate and startup environments. And uh, like you said, I quit my job uh, December last year because I could foresee how my future would look like, you know, just being in this nine to five environment. And I always wanted to achieve something more, especially now when you see all these, all these entrepreneurs making uh, what I was making early in, in a month, for example, you know, <laughs> and making such a huge impact. So, uh, yeah, that's why I started this journey and I'm happy to talk about it. Yeah, it's it's so interesting because you know um, you know I have a colleague and um, you know he worked for Deloitte, he's making like two fifty k a year. This was back in um, two thousand six, and he was like, I "Can't stand this." He set out his own company, went public um, twenty twenty. You know, uh, so many stories, you know, inspirational stories, and it's kind of like when you look back, it's like on your life, it's like if you 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 regret the things that you didn't do versus the things you did do and you failed at. It's like it's totally so um kudos to you um so kind of talk about you know most conversations i'm having these days on the podcast are about ai it's really changing a lot of things talk about unlocking the potential of ai and revolutionizing business yes so where i focus on is this kind of conversational ai so mostly i'm building ai chatbots that people can put either on their website or some messaging platforms like WhatsApp or uh, Facebook Messenger. And these kind of are like they are their own assistants. So the main benefit they bring is improved clients experience. So imagine you go on a website and normally you would search the website for some specific information. And today you can just uh, ask a chatbot and get uh, the right information right away. So that's one part of the business. And the other one is doing all kinds of automations of internal processes of uh, different businesses. So the way we leverage AI there is to kind of analyze the steps in the process and make appropriate decisions automatically. Yeah. Yeah. I, I love that. Um, because like, um, uh, you know, I'm going to several, um, automation 
conferences, uh, you know, talking about AI automation, chatbots, um, you know, kind of SMS and WhatsApp, this, this, like these new ways of reaching customers, um, automations, um, really fascinating. And talking, uh, so kind of talk about, you know, what AI solutions are your clients mostly interested in? So most people reach out for chatbots and I kind of treat them like the a foot in the door for me to explore their business and find ways to kind of automate processes or make some impact on their business with AI. And a few of my clients I had, they had these cool ideas for like kind of uh, software as a service platforms with AI integrations. So I've built two of those and I'll give you an example. One was for a friend that uh, is in educational uh, education kind of industry in US and he built this i built this platform for him where ai facilitates the conversation between two students to kind of help them resolve the conflict so the way it works is in school they could uh, kind of choose their stance on a different different set of topics and they were matched against each other and then ai kind of facilitated uh, their problem resolution so that's uh, yeah there's like creativity is is the limit with with this kind of solutions yeah, because most of the conversations I've had are with, you know, around ChatGPT and um, kind of uh, gener- generative AI. Um, and so this this is interesting, this idea of, um, you know, chatbots. Um, so kind of moving on is uh, with this AI, what do you see the landscape? Like what's, what's, um, what's evolving? What's new? Like, you know, how is it changing? So I think it becomes more and more accessible to masses, like... For example, recently OpenAI released a new kind of set of features called the GPTs, which basically I think even my my mom could just go in there and create her own GPT. So something that I'm getting paid for currently, but there's still this gap. Like business owners, some business owners didn't even hear about AI yet. So there is still room for service providers like me to to help. But I think it will become even more accessible for everyone and i think that's it yeah it's it you know it's really interesting because i i started using chat gpt in um in in january of this year i'm using it now and it's like it's like night and day what it can do it's like what it can output it's all in a year or two it's uh it's almost going to be like you know really and they can analyze patterns and like for example like a legal brief that i didn't really understand i just put in the url and it kind of gave me the the layman's terms which is, you know, you know, like I said, um, the conversation around AI is is getting more and more important. You know, the safety as well. Um, talk about what what's interesting is um, this idea of AI safety, and um, you know, what can go wrong with uh, AI chatbots, or any kind of like, what are the things that to to look out for? So, with the chat chatbots in particular, you know, they usually operate on not maybe not so private, but kind of business details so business owners and, and i when i build a chatbot i have to be careful what kind of data we feed into it because you know it's hosted on in some cloud and we are not kind of securing it ourselves so we have to trust third parties with that so you know that's that's where the kind of security risk is and in general with uh, ai as a whole i think uh, i recently watched a kind of a great talk where they compared what's happening with AI right now to what happened with social media over the 
past few years where uh, when social media was starting like we didn't know that it would go go that far you know like affect uh, you know, political kind of uh, voting and uh, well, all the bad things that come with it when it comes to teenagers getting addicted like the attention span getting shortened like all these issues came up out of nowhere and they kind of talked about how with AI it's the same thing, but there's a different set of issues that come with it that we don't even realize yet. So it, it will be interesting to kind of watch how that uh, evolves. Yeah. yeah. It's like the internet and then, you know, when all the websites and then search and then basically data privacy. And then, so you're talking about social media and just kind of like anxiety and, uh, you know, bullying, um, and, but, you know, it's been actually used, it's got ahead a lot of useful cases, you know, for, um, you know, kind of instant updates and kind of letting people know, you know, instant connectivity networks and, uh, you know, but it also comes with a lot of, you know, bad things too. So, um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting how AI evolves and develops because, you know, we haven't seen anything bad yet, but when it does, it's going to be like, you know, government's going to come in and, you know, regulate it or so you've uh, you know kind of transitioning you uh had a high paying software engineering job you quit your job you were able to actually make you know 10k over the past 6 months as a freelancer kind of talk to people um you know interested in making the leap or jump how you did it yes so the way i did it i wouldn't recommend it because <laughs> i kind of quit and i didn't have anything you know set up so i just quit and then i i had to figure it out. So <laughs> what I did, I is I tried to set up a web design agency first. So I got into some course, learned web design and tried to serve some clients. I've built a couple of websites, but the results were pretty bad. So it kind of failed, you know, I, I wasted three, three months on that and didn't make any money, didn't bring any results to, to my clients. So then I tried something where the results are kind of immediate. So it was social media marketing. So I started marketing to a boxing coach is because I also recently, like back a few months ago, I started uh, to train boxing. So started doing marketing for boxing coaches and also spent like three months on that. And uh, my, you know, <clears throat> I only made like $50 uh, one month, uh, kind of breaking even on, on the ad spend. And by that time, so <clears throat> I am like, I'm like six months in this kind of entrepreneurship and I almost run out of my savings. <laughs> so then I found out this new AI wave and this was kind of connected to my software engineering background. So something where I could leverage my previous skills. So I jumped into that and I knew that I have to make it work this time because, you know, otherwise I would have to go back to get, get some uh, job. Uh, so yeah, that's what I, I did actually. And what's funny, I started on Fiverr. I'm not sure if you know the platform. The platform that uh, usually like first thing that comes to mind when you say Fiverr is like cheap, uh, kind of low quality and probably some <clears throat> some other uh, characteristics, but uh, there are actually big clients on Fiverr. And uh, I started with uh, kind of low prices just to get some experience, get some clients. And, uh, you know, like there was uh, a lot of uh, traction on these AI services, chatbots in particular. So I started building up the reputation. And so far I served over 20 clients and, uh, yeah, these chatbots are just, like I said, they are just foot in the door where I then explore the client's business and can propose, uh, more complex and better paid solutions to them. So that's how I actually, I've made only 2000, like 
direct from Fiverr and the rest was kind of off of this relationship that we've built uh, for the long term. Yeah. And the good thing is, you know, now that you have a system, you can expand and, you know, you can have new ideas, new ways of providing value, new revenue streams, um, you know, which is interesting. So I assume you're in your early 20s and um, you, there's this really great um, YouTube video by Ken Griffin. He's a Citadel a Securities, you know, big um, trading firm. And he's talking about in these day and age, if you're in your 20s, do exactly what you did is, you know, quit your job and start something and fail because, um, you know, when you're in your 40s or 50s, you don't have as much time and energy. You know, you have a lot, you know, you may have a wife and kids and mortgage, mm -hmm. all that. So, like, now is the time to, like, learn and kind of go all in. And basically, not having anything set up will make makes you more motivated. So you also talked about um, attending, you invested a lot in masterminds, real life events, change your life um, that helped you talk about that. Yes. So I actually quit my job after the first mastermind I, uh, I you know, <laughs> uh, attended. It was in Marbella yeah. in December. So I actually two, two weeks after that, I decided to quit. It's kind of, so I would say that I was always in self-development and kind of uh, I had these big goals that I wanted to achieve, but in my, my environment here, there's no, I don't have any friends that are also about this kind of, you know, big dreams and uh, trying to achieve something more. So I was always kind of, I'm not sure how to say it, but kind of in secret, uh, developing myself and like learning about, about all of this. Yeah. Uh, and when I went to this mastermind, I kind of, it opened my eyes that uh, there are people like me who also have like, and I can, you know, talk to them in person. So that was mind blowing. And I got the courage to quit my job and try to do my own thing. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Kind of, you realize that there's a community and there's people like-minded, just like you. Uh, there's a great book, uh, Thinking Grow Rich, Napoleon Hill, Power of the Mastermind. And basically, it's like once you plug yourself into a network, it's exponential because you the energy and you take action and just people, you know, supporting each other. Um, you talk about like-minded network. The other thing is talking about um, fitness. And most entrepreneurs I talk to, they prioritize fitness, like, you know, especially uh, cardiovascular strength, flexibility, you know, posture alignment, all this. So kind of talk about how your fitness and right, right mindset can skyrocket your business. Sure. So the, when I transitioned from corporate environment to startup environment, I was working in blockchain industry. Uh, so I basically went from making like $3,000 per month in corporate to kind of making over nine in, in the startup. So this was like a big leap for me. And funny enough, before I quit, I was really focused on my physique. You know, I was uh, working out five times per week and I was like kind of having this, this mindset. I was always grateful for anything that was happening. And then when I was at the startup environment, I kind of uh, burned out. I sacrificed my health to perform better at this position. Mm since it was so life-changing and I wanted to keep it and excel at it. And mm -hmm. then, you know, I quit, but uh, my health was kind of, you know, I went from 88 kg body weight to like 78, so lost uh, 10 kg in a year. Uh -huh. And then, uh, you know, the struggle started after I quit my job. So maybe it's not directly correlated because I quit and, uh, you know, I changed the environment, but I think uh, fitness kind of goes uh, hand in hand with uh, success in entrepreneurship. 
Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, cause a lot of entrepreneurs, um, uh, you know, it's interesting cause you say you lost weight, but most people <laughs> here, they gain weight. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, it's interesting because, um, you know, most entrepreneurs, they, they say fitness and basically because it's kind of like, um, if you're lazy with your body and your diet and your sleep and, you know, cold showers, meditation, the mindset, then you become lazy and you're, business and your relationships and your finances and so it's kind of like that's way your way of like maintaining peak performance um so talk about and all of the entrepreneurs successful entrepreneurs i talked to they have a morning routine and why it's important what do you do um kind of set the tone yeah i i love that you asked this question because uh, i've been focusing on my morning routine i fine-tuned it to perfection over the past few weeks and uh, basically why i will start off by saying why it is important so my morning routine is about stacking uh, these uh, small wins right the moment i wake up so by the time it's like 9 a.m i already stacked like 10 wins so in, how, how how do you think the rest of my day goes when i win the moment i wake up so basically what i do is i start with hydration I do kind of water with uh, Celtic sea salt to hydrate my body. Then I jump straight into journaling. I kind of do four things during the journaling. So I start with a power list, which is the five things that I want to accomplish that day. Then I write uh, four agreements. This is a book. I actually haven't read it yet, but the four agreements are basically the, the, the four rules that I try to live by every day and they kind of make sure that my days are successful and then on the on the other page i write uh, 10 things that i am grateful for and down below i write a letter to god thanking him how how i thanking him for everything that i have so yeah and after that and that's not the end after that <laughs> i do my breath work i'm not sure if you've heard probably heard about wim hof yeah so i i'm using his app doing two or three rounds of breath work and after that i take uh, take a walk with my dog uh, and, you know, four times per week, I also then go straight into my workout and that's it. Then it's usually about 10 a.m. and I can start uh, my, you know, work. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I love the, how you talk about stacking wins and basically, um, you know, you wake up early. That's a win. You know, you work out. You're already, you know, far ahead of 99% of people. And like I said, most entrepreneurs, they have a morning routine. They stick to it gets them in the right frame of mind and helps them to achieve peak performance. You know, as we uh, close and kind of end this uh, podcast, um, what are some, um, you know, tidbits about, you know, people interested in entrepreneurship, you know, limiting beliefs, building strong relationships, um, where people can find like-minded groups and then how can they reach you and, you know, check out your, your work? When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Yeah, so, you know, I'm kind of not sure if I'm in a position right now to kind of give this advice, but if I were to, then I would say first I would focus on kind of getting in the right environment. So actually finding like-minded people. So maybe whatever your industry is, try to join this course or, you know, you can, I'm pretty sure you can find it uh, just by Googling some kind of uh, influencers and then see if they have a community, then connect with people there. It's kind of all about networking. So also when you're in community, don't just uh, read, but you have to be proactive, reach out to people and make these connections. Yeah. And other than that, I think uh, if you were trying to start an agency, let's say, so I am pretty sure Fiverr is the kind of the best option versus doing the cold outreach for forever and, uh, you know, wasting time. So <laughs> if you set up your profile on Fiverr, then you have this kind of magnet setup that is working for you 24 seven. And yeah. then you can go back to cold outreach, but there are some hot leads coming in pretty much every week. So I think that's a good strategy to position yourself that way. And then, uh, yeah, I think this is, if I were to do uh, everything again, I would start with Fiverr for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause, um, you know, kind of like if you look at like Airbnb or, um, Uber or, you know, DoorDash, all these are online marketplaces for, you know, kind of renting or, uh, cars, you know, services, all these. And then it's interesting, you know, Fiverr, Upwork, all these are, um, online marketplaces for talent, you know, creative talent. So, um, and then, uh, yeah, I love this idea of a profile and, you know, like social media marketing is like kind of like marketing your brand and message in your business. Um, um, how can people follow you, contact you, reach out to you? Yeah. So I'm mainly active on Instagram. It's Casper AI. Yeah. And uh, I'm posting every day. I'm posting my morning routine, um, just documenting my journey every single day super consistently so if you if you want to kind of watch it then feel free to follow yeah yeah and, uh, for casper um i really enjoyed this conversation um and you have a bright future ahead of you you know stay consistent keep going at it um all of the resources will be in the links and show notes be sure to follow him on instagram uh, give him a follow and um and uh, with that thanks so much for coming on to the podcast thank you a lot christopher uh, that was a very good conversation thank you